Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Well, hi, friends, and welcome to Praying for America. We are going to pray for America today, and I want to let you know that uh, tonight uh, I have been at a special reception for the new pro-life members of Congress. Uh, What a a marvelous event. Each time a new Congress begins, uh, we have this reception, and the Susan B. Anthony list coordinates it, and various pro-life leaders uh, gather together, and we meet Uh, the various newly elected pro-life members of the House, all Republicans, of course, and uh, uh, talk to them about the resources we can provide them during the course of the year, the help and assistance we can give them, the people that we can mobilize in order to advance their uh, legislation, and, uh, 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 and the way that we can uh, show the public the right direction for America. You know, when a piece of legislation is introduced, it's not always with the idea in mind that it's actually going to become law in that particular Congress. It's preparing the groundwork for uh, a future time when both the Senate and the White House can agree that it should become law. But the point is that much is accomplished in the process of doing it. There was recently, uh, uh, there were two votes We talked about them. One, a resolution to uh, condemn the attacks on the pregnancy centers um, that were that 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 occurred after the uh, the Dobbs decision, and secondly, a vote to expand protection for babies born alive after a failed abortion. Now, that particular uh, bill, which the Democrats uh, oppose, except for one House Democrat, uh, Henry Cuellar of Texas is uh, not going to become law in this particular Congress because the Senate and the White House are against it. But it sets a direction for the nation, points out a path, sheds light on where we need to go, and, and, and prepares the groundwork for the legislation to be voted on again in uh, the next Congress and to be eventually signed into law. So coming to a reception like uh, I've been to tonight is, uh, is a great energizing moment precisely in order to do that, precisely in order to be ready to do the hard work that comes uh, with uh, governing after one has campaigned and made the right kinds of commitments, one must govern and do the right kind of work. We are there side by side working with these legislators and and, and putting these things into, uh, into practice. I want to read tonight from John chapter 21. Let's begin with uh, verse 15. This is after Jesus had appeared again to the uh, disciples for the third time after rising from the dead. And in verse 15 we read, When they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these Yes, Lord, he said, you know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my lambs. Again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you truly love me? He answered, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, take care of my sheep. The third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him the third time, do you love me? He said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. 
Jesus said, feed my sheep. I tell you the truth, when you were younger, you dressed yourself and went where you wanted. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will dress you and lead you where you do not want to go. Jesus said this to indicate the kind of death by which Peter would glorify God. And then he said to him, follow me. Let us pray. Lord, in this passage, we understand the meaning of leadership. It is rooted in discipleship. Lord, we cannot lead unless we follow. We cannot feed your sheep unless we ourselves are being fed by you. Give this insight and give this grace to all who are leaders in government and in the church. Help us, Lord, to put discipleship at the center of all that we do. That when we speak to others about what the moral law is, we are speaking from not a position of superiority or thinking that we are better, but rather from a position of humble discipleship, knowing that we are striving each day to live the very things that we tell others they need to live by. Grant, Lord, that when we tell other people about the beauty of a relationship with you, it's because we ourselves are experiencing that beauty. Not just because we know it in a theoretical way, but that we are living it. We are experiencing it at every moment. Enable us, Lord, to be the kind of disciples who can accept the cross, follow you in carrying it, and thereby encourage others to pick up their own cross, carry it, and thereby find redemption. Help us, Lord. Lead us in this path, you who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. Well, friends, that's the kind of leadership our nation requires. And just as it's true in the spiritual realm and in the church, it's true in, in politics. What kind of leaders do we want in politics? When, when, when we had just recently, of course, the new Congress was sworn in and governors were elected and they were sworn in and senators and so forth, they raised their hand and they, they pledged to defend the Constitution. You know, the people who raise their hand and pledge to defend the Constitution, we want them to be people who know and love the Constitution. We want them to be pledging it out of a sincere commitment that they themselves are living and hopefully have been living for a long time. This is the sense that comes across in this reading. Jesus calls Peter and says, encourage your brethren, strengthen them in the faith, feed the sheep. Peter, of course, had been fed by the Lord. He had denied him three times, but then he wept bitterly. He repented. He came back to Jesus. And Jesus raised him up. And now he gives him the mission of helping raise up his fellow disciples because he knows the terrain. He knows what that is like. This is how it has to be. In our political life, we should look for leaders, not just who make bold promises. We should look for leaders who have been living the American way, who have been also 
rubbing shoulders with us in the battle for the kind of values that we stand up for. You know, you look at candidates who come along. One of the questions that you need to ask them before you decide whether to support them is where have you been? Have you been with us? Do we recognize you as a colleague in the battle? Do we recognize you as somebody who has been with us in the foxhole, side by side to us in the defense of the truths that make America great? These are the kind of things we need in our leaders. Well, tonight, friends, I want to share with you a, a, a very nice event that happened just recently. We are broadcasting on Getter as well as on uh, many other platforms. And I hope you have a Getter account. Mine is FR Frank Pavone, as is the case with, uh, with just about all my major social media platforms. And Getter gave me a special award. They had an award ceremony, and they honored various people in various categories, including people like Steve Bannon and Jack Posobiec and, and others that I was uh, very privileged to be in the company of. And I want to show you the little clip in which they, uh, a, they gave uh, me their award in terms of defending the faith. And I was very honored to receive it. But I want to show it to you because I want to encourage you to be connected there on Getter, and to see the many wonderful people that they have, uh, spreading content, networking people, standing up for the things that make America great. So let's take a look, uh, and again, this is with great gratitude to our friends at Getter. Let's take a look at that portion of the award ceremony from the other night. Um, all right, Nigel, thank you. We're gonna move on to our next uh, award winner here. This is, some, this is a category we added late. Uh, last year, I think we gave uh, one of our community awards to someone who uh, embodied this particular um, yeah, uh, ideology, this this spirit. Uh, Jason, you want to talk a little bit about who we got coming up? Yeah. And so this next winner that we have is someone who, uh, again, when you talk about people who are willing to stand up and fight for what they believe in, I think we initially talked about this person maybe for activist of the year. And then, of course, when we had the, the faith category, we knew that this is where we had to uh, have him. But uh, you talk about someone who's put it all on the line, who stood up against every um, uh, traditional structure and said, you're thinking crazy. Uh, I'm not going to go along to get along. I mean, just a very special individual, someone who's very active with live streams, someone who has just universally well-regarded across the board. Yeah, this gentleman uh, hustles. I think I've seen him at more events over the last year and a half than anybody else in the movement. Uh, I ran into him at the, the NRB conference in Tennessee last year at every turning point event, at every CPAC, at every conservative, whenever there's a heart or a mind to be won, this guy is here. Bobby, let's introduce our friend. Let's, uh, let's give him the award here. And so our winner for our faith activist, faith fighter of the year, Father Frank. Oh, I didn't realize he was going to be here. Oh, yeah. No, we kind of oh, spun that on you. Yeah. No, that's uh, Father Frank. So great to see you. So I uh, first time I believe I actually met Father Frank in person at the Dinesh D'Souza uh, 2000 Mules event at Mar-a-Lago. Uh, right. Father Frank, thank you for everything that you've done, the way that you've stood up, uh, really put everything, uh, everything on the line for free speech, for bringing truth to power, for speaking the truth. We're so appreciative that you're here. 
Well, Jason and Kaylin, the two of you uh, are, inspire me. And uh, the, the Getter family is so encouraging. You know, when I do my, my live streams, we, uh, we all pray for each other. Uh, people put their prayer intentions out there. And it just really brings us together. It renews our conviction that America was founded in faith. And it can't survive without faith. You know, there's a verse in Isaiah that says, unless you stand firm in faith, you will not stand at all. So we think of faith as, well, it's going to, you know, keep the religious life of people alive. It's going to keep us alive, period, because we're seeing such an attack on reason itself, on life and, and so forth. So thank you for this. It's a great encouragement. And, and I want you to know we're doing, all of us at Priest for Life, love Getter. Uh, we're going to keep doing everything we can to make sure this audience and this platform continue to grow beyond our wildest dreams. And we're going to see that happen for the good of America and for the good of the kingdom of God. Absolutely. Guys, if you're in the chat here today, make sure you're following Father Frank. Now, uh, again, we cannot, I mean, words can't express to you, uh, to me, how, how much your friendship, how your uh, partnership here on the platform has been. It means so much to everybody. Um, before we let you go, uh, tell everybody who's watching right now where they can find you when you're live streaming uh, and, and how they can get better connected in your community. Well, I have a prayer, a prayer time at 10 a.m., scripture reflections and prayer, um, another prayer time at 3, and then at 8 o'clock every weeknight, a show called Praying for America. And uh, Fr. Frank Pavone is my, uh, my address, Fr. Frank Pavone. Uh, and I uh, love, love to connect with everybody. Uh, and uh, thank you again. You're a great, a great encouragement to me. No, thank you, sir. We appreciate you greatly. And uh, we'll be seeing you out there. Uh, hopefully we run into it a couple more events this year and uh, we'll just continue to get the word out. For sure. Thank you, sir. All right. Thank you, Father Frank. Uh, just such a nice guy. Like you talk to him and all of a sudden like, you just like feel better about life. Uh, and you see him in, in person, he's, he's just this infectious personality, uh, and he just lifts up the spirits of everybody in the room. Um, now, I haven't been able to be um, in church with him while he's uh, preaching, but I imagine just uh, the energy that he brings. Uh, he just, he always knows how to connect with people, just such a special person. Yeah, he may be the only member of the church that I've ever fist bumped and then given a hug to uh, and, at an event. I mean, he, he rules. And again, guys, I can't stress enough, if you're in the chat, go watch this guy's streams um he's got an incredible community this is kind of what it's all about uh really finding that common thread between folks uh and connecting one another uh here on the getter platform so sir thank you again for all that you do um now we're, we're gonna we're this is a hard pivot this is this a, is a <laughs> this is a hard pivot folks we're going from father frank and you know the the embodiment of virtue uh, to our next category which is troll of the year well, friends, again, thanks very much uh, to uh, to the folks over there at uh, at Getter. So we are looking forward to uh, a um, meeting. I just want to let you know this before we uh, we uh, do some more praying. Uh, a meeting that is going to happen here at our Priest for Life headquarters of national pro life leaders. This is coming up in just uh, a few weeks, and it's something that I commend to your prayers because you know people. Uh, and many of you, you know, are members of the pro-life movement. Maybe you uh, are involved in one or another particular groups, and there are many groups to choose from. Ours, of course, one of the largest, Priests for Life. 
And uh, when people see the variety of pro-life organizations, they often say, well, I hope you guys are working together. I want to see it working together in unity. And I want to encourage you to know that there is, in fact, a great amount of effort to work in unity and a great amount of success. Uh, we will be having a meeting uh, lasting three days here at our headquarters of various national leaders who are uh, doing exactly the things that uh, you and many others are looking for, getting to know each other, looking to combine uh, efforts, looking to combine resources where necessary, avoid unnecessary duplication of efforts, strengthen and reinforce and promote what one another is doing, behave as a family, behave as a, a unified uh, movement. Now, there's good reason why there are many different groups. You don't want there to be just one organization. First of all, it's a bigger target for the enemy. Uh, but secondly, it, 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 the, the, the cause, the, the, the issue, ending the Holocaust of abortion is too big to be just handled by one organization. It has too many dimensions. There have to be many different experts, the medical and the scientific and the researchers and the psychology, the pregnancy centers, the healing ministries after abortion, the religious and theological dimension, experts in broadcasting and social media and preaching and publishing, the, the legislative, the political, the judicial, defending uh, people in court. It's a big movement because it's a big issue. It's a varied movement with many different moving parts and different kinds of groups with different focuses, precisely because the issue itself has so many tentacles, so many dimensions, so many uh, aspects to it. So very many. And so, brothers and sisters, it's, it's uh, not a negative that there are many different groups. It's a positive. The other reason that there are many different groups is that the movement itself arises from our, our very humanity. It doesn't arise because some religious or political leader stands up and says, oh, we're going to call together the pro-life movement. No, it arises from people in the depths of their conscience or sitting around in their kitchens and living rooms realizing that children are being killed and we need to stop the killing. And they, they decide based on their own talents and based on their own opportunities, they decide to do something about it. And based on the people they know, they bring others together and they do something about it. And that's why you will always have all these different groups rising up. Because this is a movement that's truly grassroots. It goes to the very root of our humanity where we say, yes, our children should be protected. That's why we in the pro-life leadership, we couldn't stop the pro-life movement, even if we wanted to. It's a great movement. It's a strong movement. It's one that is varied for a very good reason. So we're going to gather, as we've done before. In fact, we do it quarterly. We gather together the national leaders of the movement. And um, uh, one, one of those four annual meetings, we actually extend it. And it's a three-day meeting. And we have it here from the place I'm speaking to you from now in our Priest for Life headquarters. So I want you to pray uh, for wisdom. We have to decide some important uh, strategic questions at that meeting. We have to go forward with uh, a lot of good plans uh, for advancing the protection of the unborn. And uh, we are going to uh, rely on your prayers, and then we are going to report back to you as far as what comes out of that meeting. You'll be hearing about it. 
and uh, we are going to increase the already real unity in the movement, the already very uh, real collaboration that takes place. We want to build on that as we move forward. So pray for that. Pray for that meeting of pro-life leaders. It'll be uh, it'll be from February the 15th to 18th uh, this coming uh, a few weeks from now. So let's pray. Lord, bless all the people who are watching. Bless all their prayer intentions as they leave them in the comments. Uh, prayers for health, wisdom, discernment. Prayers for family members who are far away from the faith. Prayers of consolation uh, in sorrow. Uh, prayers for upcoming surgeries, upcoming uh, uh, uh challenges that they have to overcome. Bless all of our people. And may we follow you with great and tremendous joy. We pray in the words our Savior gave us, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Well, thanks, friends. Follow me on social media at FR Frank Pavone and spread the word about this program as well. We continue praying for America, and we will talk to you again tomorrow. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.